Hello and welcome to Horror Queen with me, Queen Billy, where I discuss everything spooky, everything unknown, and all the things we don't normally talk about in everyday life. Horror Queen is now being moved to the last Friday of every month, and the other weeks of the month, you will have Queen Billy's on the pod, so it's a little bit less horror, and a wee bit more open-ended conversation type of thing, but Horror Queen is still a good part of my life and I, I really want to continue doing that so this is what we're going to have the last Friday of every month Horror Queen and every other week Queen Billy's on the pod where I'm going to talk shit so I get to talk shit and I get to talk about horror so really the endless endless opportunities with the podcast and I hope that you enjoy it on with the episode Hello and welcome to Horror Queen with me, Queen Billy. It's been how many weeks? It's been a whole month anyway since the last episode of Horror Queen. And I have missed actually talking about horror. So I'm very glad to be back. And I don't know, it's Christmas love. It's the Christmas special. So we're going to have to do something awfully spooky today. And before we get into it, I just want to wish you all a very Merry Christmas and I hope you all have a lovely new year and enjoy all your rest over the holiday period because it's well earned, life's stressful, life's hard and you deserve a break. But the real horror of life is that I don't get off during the holidays. Isn't that, that, that's the real horror, that's the real tragedy in life, you know, I have to work. Do a night shift on Christmas Eve this year. Um, that's already passed because it's the 29th of December today Um, but I don't mind a wee night shift on Christmas Eve I don't mind because then I come home and I'm not working Christmas Day or Boxing Day so I can come home have a wee nap get up and have my dinner get fucked absolutely paralytic and then the real horror is the hangover on Boxing Day just have to get drunk again today's episode of Horror Queen is going to be awfully festive. We're going to talk about a lovely massacre that occurred at Christmas time. And it is the Covina massacre, if that's how you say it. And this happened in 2008. And I'm going to be looking up the information about it as we go because I'm spontaneously recording this when I find a bit of free time. And I haven't actually fully done research on it. I normally would like to sit and like everything I want to say, but for the sake of Horror Queen, we're going to go and we're going to investigate this massacre together and we're going to find out what happened on Christmas Eve 2008 in the United States. The information I'm about to read is from Wikipedia not the most trustworthy site in the world, and school made us hate this website, but I'm just going to read some of the information from here to give you an idea of the background on this story. The Covina Massacre was a mass murder carried out on Christmas Eve 2008 by a disgruntled ex-husband in Los Angeles County, California. 45-year-old Bruce Jeffrey Pardo, wearing a Santa suit, entered a property belonging to his former in-laws in Covina and killed nine people by shooting or by arson from the fire he started. 
Poirot was later found dead from a self-inflicted gunshot at his brother's residence in the early hours of Christmas Day. Police speculated that Pardo's divorce, which had been finalised only one week before the killings, was a factor in why Pardo had decided to kill his ex-wife and her relatives. Jesus Christ. Basically, don't get married. That's that's what we're learning from this Covina massacre, is don't get married. So, we can go on. At approximately 11.30pm on Christmas Eve, Bruce Pardo, dressed in a Santa suit, arrived at his former in-law's house in a rental car. He had hit with him multiple 9mm handguns and a large gift wrap package containing a rolling air compressor converted to spray racing fuel. When he knocked on the door and his 8 year old niece answered, Pardo pulled the handguns and immediately shot, wounding her. He then fired indiscriminately at fleeing partygoers. After opening fire with handguns, Pardo unwrapped the package containing the compressor and sprayed fuel around the interior of the home. Police believe that the fire was intended to be ignited with a flare, but when the fuel contacted an open flame in the house, there was an explosion. Between the gunfire and the flames, a total of nine family members were killed and three were injured. One of the survivors made it to a neighbour's house, where she called police and identified Pardo as the likely suspect. Pardo had apparently planned a detailed escape. He had rented multiple cars and parked one near the house of his ex-wife's divorce attorney full of supplies and maps of the southwest and Mexico. Police speculated that the attorney might have also been a target. Pardo had made plans to visit a friend in Iowa and had purchased a Christmas morning plane ticket from Los Angeles to Illinois. He was also carrying cash strapped to his body. However, the, the explosion and fire had left Pardo with third degree burns on his arms and legs. After setting home on fire, Pardo changed out of the Santa suit and drove to his brother's house in Silmer, where he was later found dead from a self-inflicted gunshot wound. His brother was not present in the home at the time of Pardo's death. The rental car, parked one block from the house, contained remnants of his Santa suit, booby-trapped so that moving the suit would trigger a fire and set off 200 rounds of ammunition. At Pardo's house in Montrose, Police had recovered five empty boxes for semi-automatic handguns, two shotguns and a container for high-octane fuel tank gasoline. They also found what was described as a virtual bomb-making factory in his home. Jesus Christ! Crikey, that's smooth! So he's, he, uh, he lived in San Fernando Valley. Um, I'm not necessarily going to read directly from Wikipedia for the rest of this. I'm going to have a wee nosy and I'm going to tell you information. He lived in San Fernando Valley. And he went to John H. Francis Polytechnic High School. Not that anybody cares because we're in Northern Ireland and haven't got a clue about this place. Um, the police speculated that the motive of Pardo's attack was related to marital problems. They married in 2006 and their marriage quickly fell apart in the first year. Because Pardo refused to open a joint bank account with Sylvia. Um, he also wanted her to use her own finances to take care of the three children, of her own three children. Um, and there's speculation that the divorce may also have been caused by Pardo concealing a child from a previous relationship. Oh, dirty bastard! This child had been severe, severely injured in a swimming pool accident years prior and 
Pardo did not pay child or spousal support. Uh-oh, so red flags for this man. This man has a lot of red flags. Um, he was ordered to pay 1785 a month in spousal support. God, that's dollars, that's American dollars, but like, a month? What, what, what do they actually earn in 2008 in America, if he's ordered to pay that much money? Um, he confided to a friend, his wife was taking him to the cleaners, and he had no criminal record or history of violence. He was fired from a job as an electrical engineer at an electronic systems radar systems for billing false hours apparently. Um, the divorce court suspended the support payments due to financial hardship. However, as part of the divorce settlement, Pardo was required to pay his ex-wife $10,000 and she was permitted to keep her wedding ring and family dog. Oh, I wonder what happened to the dog after she was murdered. Pardo complained to the court that Sylvia was living with her parents, not paying rent, and had spent lavishly on a luxury car. She was away to Las Vegas, gambling and eating at expensive restaurants, getting massages, and she was giving golf lessons. They finalised their divorce a week before the massacre. Jesus Christ! That's a little bit scary. I wonder if there's a wee picture of him, because... Um, I want to know what he looked like. Bruce Jeffrey Pardo. Bruce Jeffrey Pardo. Let's see if he's got a photo. Oh my god, he looks scary. He looks scary. Oh my god. Is that the car? Is that his car? I think that's his car. That he burnt out. But like, also the, the fact that... Was it the 11 year old niece opened the door? And he shot her like there must have been something wrong with him like to kill a child or like shoot a child like that at point blank range well he looked happy in some of his photos but his mugshot he's got a mugshot here um he does look pretty scary it's crazy to me that things like this do happen um because It's it's like insane. It is insanity, um, and just because well, you don't really know what was going on in the relationship. You don't really know, um, but like things were that bad that he decided that killing his ex-in-laws was the right answer. That, my friend, is absolutely fucking crazy. Absolutely crazy. So the Mirror have um, a page up, and it was up this year, 8th of October 2023. It has his photo on it, um, and basically it gives you more information. It gives you a lot of details, actually, about what was actually going on in the house and what Wikipedia doesn't tell you, basically. So he basically knocked at the door of the family home, and the eight girl, the eight girl, the eight girl, the eight-year-old girl, um, answered the door. So basically, Papa Joe had been playing a late night game of Texas Hold, Texas Hold'em, with his wife of 53 years and children at their home in Covina. And they'd had their Christmas Eve dinner. And the kids were playing video games, hanging out by the pool in the back garden, and then 
There was a knock at the door. And the young girl cried, Santa Claus, Santa Claus, upon hearing the knocking. The 17-year-old grandson, Michael, was upstairs on the computer. And he heard the knock on the door. When the door opened, there was Santa, which is Pardo. Complete with an enormous present, which was apparently containing the homemade flamethrower. So, seconds later, Santa pulled two handguns from his festive trousers and shot the eight-year-old, Katrina, in the face. Two of her uncles fell to the ground wounded as the Ortegas and three of their daughters. The gunman's ex-wife dived under the dining table. But it proved to be a futile attempt to escape the gunman. Four of their children, two daughters-in-law and the teenager Michael, who had been sitting at the computer, all died. So, that is terrible. Four children and the teenager and the two daughters-in-law. That's crazy. There were 23 to 30 people celebrating the Christmas Eve festivities with them that night. And a lot of the survivors have never spoken out. Um, Not to the public anyway. Um, But some of the relatives have shared their story and I'm sure that it's such a hard thing to deal with like it's hard losing someone at any time but like to lose so many in such a horrible way that must have been terrifying and Christmas must be the worst time of the year for them now like that is so scary Uh, there's photos of the family too that is so sad. Apparently, Ortega's sons, Charles, recognised Pardo after the gunman shot his eight-year-old niece. And he cried, it's Bruce. Oh my god, that is so scary. No, James, at least one person is reported to have cried, it's, it's Bruce. Charles Ortega was shot after his brother James. First cousin, Ermia Chap- Chapa Ortega, who lives in the... T- in Le- she lives in Mexico! said the brother struggled to get up even after being wounded she said even bloodied they got up they stood up they tried to grab him to stop him and they couldn't he was indiscriminately shooting at the party goers he unwrapped the present which was the flamethrower and sprayed racing fuel gasoline and the house then went up in flames that is so crazy and you can't you literally can't picture anything like that happening but it happens because this is real life that is fucking scary the victims include the ex-wife Sylvia her mother Alicia her father Joseph Sylvia's brother Charles his wife Sherry her other brother James and his wife Teresa Sylvia's sister Alicia and her son Michael. That is so scary. And Katrina was shot in the face and left with severe but non-life-threatening injuries. A 16-year-old girl was shot and wounded in the back, and a 20-year-old woman suffered a broken ankle after jumping out of the second-floor window. One survivor escaped and ran to the neighbor's house, where they called the police. The blaze set by Pardo soared to 40 to 50 feet high and took 80 firefighters an hour and a half to put it out. And the intensity of the fire meant victims had to be identified using dental and medical records. That is so, so sad. Oh my god. Merry Christmas. 
Moving on, I want to talk about some of the real tragic horrors that surround Christmas time. And that is Christmas fucking shopping. I know this is completely different to what I've just spoken about for the last 10-15 minutes. But Christmas fucking shopping has to be the most tragic, horrible task that exists. Like, I was in town the other day, getting some bits and pieces for drag, not even Christmas shopping. I literally went in for a t-shirt. I went into Primark for a t-shirt, and I went to Elliot's for spirit gum, and I went into Castle Court for a few bits, eyebrow tent and wax strips. That's all I was getting, and there was people in my way, people standing, stopping, and I told someone to fuck off. I know. I told someone to fuck off. It came out of my mouth, and I'm, I'm sure he heard it. I'm sure he heard it, and he probably thinks, look at that lanky bastard. Him cursing at me, what a cheeky fuck. But people have no concept. People don't people don't stop and look and go, oh I'm in their way. No, they just stop and they go, fuck everybody else, fuck everybody else. You know, it's disgusting. First world problems. This has been such a strange horror queen. I did not expect this to go this way today, but it has. <laughs> and I hope that you understand. The Christmas shopping is fucking stinking. And I hate it. I fucking hate it. And I'm not even done. I have so much to do. If you go back and listen to the ep- episode of Queen Billy's in the Pod that came out on the 15th of December, I'll you, you'll hear all the people I have to buy Christmas presents for. And it's disgusting. And I'm broke. And I drink alcohol. I spent all my money last night at Pure Bent's show. But it's worth it. <laughs> but I did hope that you enjoy. I did hope. I do hope that you enjoyed this episode of Horror Queen. And Horror Queen will be back at the end of January. With God knows what. Absolutely no idea what we'll be talking about. Because that is a long time away. But in the meantime, Queen Billy's in the pod will be there every week up until the last Friday of January and every other week after that so you can keep listening to me talk absolute fucking dog's balls and yeah have a crude Christmas it's over it's the 29th of December I hope you had a nice Christmas have a happy new year and you know behave slap all the wankers that are being dickheads Christmas shopping <laughs> bye bye